Kosi Perry is heading to paradise. Good evening. Welcome back to another episode of the Shula Bowl podcast. As always, we are brought to you by the fine folks, Five Reason Sports, your home for South Florida sports news. Full house tonight, Eric Henry, FIU beat writer, co-managing editor, Underdog Dynasty, SB Nation. Shane Marinelli, the man who breaks news. We actually have not had him on the podcast since he's become a uh, trending topic on Twitter, as the kids say. Uh, Manua, contributing uh, writer for the FU Owls Nest. And uh, he formerly was known as David Handel, but uh, if you look at his uh, his name on Uber Conference, it is SF for Sad FIU Fan. Uh, someone is, is filling the blues about the news of Nikosi Perry heading to Boca Raton. That's Mr. David Handel. Full house on the line. Before we get into Nikosi Perry, David, I want to bring you in on a quick conversation Shane and I were having off air. Shane sent out a tweet earlier today, I believe FAU, I can't remember if it was the football account or maybe just the FAU, the actual university account, sent out a tweet with a picture of graduation. And, you know, the chairs and everything were lined up inside of FAU Stadium. And Shane said, you know, obviously weather permitting because it's Florida, uh, this is the way graduation should be all the time. And I essentially called BS on Shane. I, I, here's the thing, David, I'll, you know, I haven't given Shane my POV. I'll make it quick. We live in Florida. No one wants a summer graduation or, I mean, nine, ten months out of the year, you don't want a graduation outdoors. Now, Shane did make a lot of good points. I'll let him sum them up pretty quickly um, in terms of, you know, size of graduation, size of the school, maybe the size of the auditorium there at FAU. But I don't care. Uh, dude, when I was out there in shirt and tie and, and you know, my cap and gown, all that crap, it was freaking hot. So that's why I call BS. Uh, before I let Shane go, David, uh, your take. Would you... Well, first off, where did you graduate? I don't know the proceedings at FIU. And um, would you be in favor of an outdoor graduation? I, I like this conversation because I actually just ironically had this conversation with somebody because they, they're doing the FIU ones, uh, the same thing they're doing there at the football stadium. Uh, when I, I had my graduation at the basketball arena, and I, as much as I love the cage, and I understand obviously why they're doing it outside. You know, it's a good idea. You know, they fit more people, yada, yada. But I need some AC because if I'm if it's a hot day and my graduations like my my undergrad was I believe dead at noon or not even it was it might have been like one or two that's too hot for me I need some AC um, the basketball arena is nice uh, that just find find me find me if I'm going to be sitting there for two hours uh, yeah find me inside man you guys are wimps big old. <laughs> Whips. Well, I'm going to be Listen. doing mine in this. Like, if when I graduate this summer, it's going to be most likely at the cage. I'll tell you what it's like firsthand. I'll, I'll, that will be one of our first. My first reports uh, I'll be doing okay. is, uh, is is live from the cage graduation. So typically, you know, I graduated in the spring. So little, usually, that's a little larger graduation, right? But those are, no, FAU has an auditorium. They've traditionally done, you know, graduations at. They've, I, I don't know if they've, they've redone the student. It's in the student union, but I don't know if they've redone it or expanded the auditorium. But it honestly doesn't fit that many people. FAU to graduate during the spring hosts like probably a half dozen ceremonies, right? To get, you know, by college and students are really limited ticket wise. Uh, I just think having it in a stadium, right, in, a, in the world of 2021, you get more people out there. Anytime you can showcase that stadium, right? 
uh, is good for FAU. Graduating with your whole school, I think, feels a little bit more school spirity. Uh, also, you know, you do it in the auditorium. They had us like walk up and shake the president's hand. That's cool because FAU's president's awesome. But you know, typically when they do kind of the 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 large graduation, they don't call everybody. They kind of do that in in exchange. Uh, a lot of the schools, uh, like there was a big deal at Wisconsin a few years ago that they said, okay, we'll do it in the stadium all together, you know, because you guys want to do jump around. And you can also bring in a commencement speaker, right? A commencement speaker is not going to go six times for six different, you know what I mean, colleges. So it provides a little bit of opportunity to that. And just kind of the social media aspect of, again, probably between graduates and family, 15,000 people in the stadium tweeting and, you know, I always think that all that type of stuff is great for FAU. So I get it. It's hot. You know what? There's a, there's a lot of Southern Baptist women with church fans who, who will say, what's one graduation out in the sun, right? You know, we, we, anyone can survive that. All right. Barring a thunderstorm, you're a little hot. Like I said, I was a little, I would say uh, intoxicated during my graduation. It wouldn't have mattered anyways. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm team to it in the stadium. As someone who will actually have the experience of not necessarily graduating outside, but I will try to quickly tell the story of my graduation, my undergrad graduation. Uh, did not go to my grad school graduation up there at a Welsh Ryan Arena uh, on the north side of Chicago and Evanston, but at UCF, obviously UCF is a gigantic school. 70,000 kids, as Shane noted off here, you got like 10,000 graduations, I'm sure, at FAU because of the size of the auditorium. However, I will say this. My undergrad graduation, what they do at UCF is they stage everyone in the old basketball arena, which is now the volleyball arena. That morning, the air conditioning had gone out in that arena. And when I tell you, both David and Shane, it was I believe, the 10, 30, 11 a.m. And by the time we walked over, that arena is actually correct, is corrected. It's connected to the new uh, UCF arena, which is a 10, 11,000 seat basketball arena. And you, I mean, we were sweltering. It was hot. We were packed in there. It was sweating. We all had our caps and gowns on. So I'm just here to tell you, I couldn't imagine. So Shane can call me a wimp all you want. Um, I couldn't imagine. Now, if I was hammered, Maybe I wouldn't care as, as much, but I'm just telling you right now. Uh, we, we, it, it was, we don't it, got that middle middle of the state no breeze, you know heat. Right. right? We have we got a nice ocean breeze coming in on a on a on a mid spring morning. All right. Where's your school located? Eighty two. All right. <laughs> wait, David, Jane, wait, 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 wait. Where's your school located? Huh? How no, far I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going <laughs> to say it. I'm not that guy. Um, but yes, you can, you can do the math. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I, again, you know, I'll take it outside, uh, you know, as opposed to being packed into a little auditorium. Before we ramble on too much, we will get into the news of the day. The obvious major news of the day, and I know Shane wanted to take this conversation in a few different directions, so... Uh, we'll see what way the Shane's thinking here, but I'll just you know lead it off the obvious news of the day. Former Miami quarterback Nikosi Perry is heading to Boca Raton. His 
final or ideally his final cultural ball stop will be with the FAU Owls. Obviously a big time pickup, uh, the second highest rated recruit, uh, or, or I should say uh, recruit out of high school to transfer to FAU and by my notes, Conference USA, Chris Robinson, just a slight hair of a higher rated recruit coming out of high school than was Nikosi Perry coming out of Ocala Vanguard. Shane, uh, I'll let you take it away as far as what that means for the Owls. And also, you know, uh, Dave and I are both fair game for whatever direction you want to take this in. Certainly uh, a lot of interesting quarterback com, uh, you know, quarterback competitions, conversations, and quarterback rooms in Conference USA. Uh, you can look across the board. I mean, FAU, quite frankly, uh, I mean, maybe if you're Marshall and Grant Wells, um, and I, I'm sure that I'm, I'm teeing you up there with that one, but very few schools in Conference USA can, you know, necessarily feel as good as far as their quarterback situation as the Owls. Despite uh, I the don't know. The Western oh, Kentucky, no, 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 go for it. Go for it, Shane. I have the, West, the Western Kentucky faithful it has <laughs> makes, uh, I guess Billy Zappi is Trevor Lawrence. I, 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 you read them and you're the guy. They're Trevor Lawrence, uh, a group of FCS receivers is just going to replace the loss of Gage Walker and, you know, the, the three other receivers they have in the six defensive backs they have in Devon Key not coming back. Uh, and, and, um, they had a, def- a pretty good defensive lineman transfer to UCF, but it doesn't matter because Billy Zappi tore up, <laughs> let me see, the 81st, the 99th, the 101st, and the 127th rated defenses in games he went one and three in um, is just going to, uh, I mean, take the crown. I, I get it. I just. Before, yeah. Shane, before Shane finishes thought, I just want to say Bailey, Bailey's happy for Heisman. I'm all on board. All right, go ahead, Shane. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, and which is kind of the interesting piece, this morning, uh, we were actually messaging about this shortly before the coaching news break that, you know, uh, Bill Connolly and I, I love all his, you know, S- his, uh, you know, his returning production and all the stories he does all the summer and uh, his, what the S and P stuff and FAU is fourth in the country in returning production fourth. Uh, it, it's abnormally high this year, obviously with returning seniors. I saw some tweets underneath where Bill Connolly, Bill Connolly's like, Usually, if you're 80% returning production in a normal year, you'd be top 10. This year, it has you at like 40. So, um, and most of the schools are G5 because, you know, obviously their seniors are a little, uh, you know, less likely to go to the NFL. So, you know, come back for an extra year type thing. So, in Nicosia, was just kind of that final piece, right? You know, if everyone knows FAU has talent at running backs. Granted, they were banged up last year and they added Jamari Ford and there's good re- there's a good core of receivers there and everyone knows the issue lied at quarterback last year uh returning mo- all of the O-line plus a couple transfers the three transfers to compete one that's just become eligible this year so everything's there every really even though they did get the four-star quarterback from Penn State Michael Johnson Jr they just needed kind of a year or two year guy who's a vet who's been through it. Nikosi Perry has you know, started nine games at UM, played in much more, has been through, you know, tons of offensive coordinators, the ups and downs, and played kind of and played well in a lot of the opportunities he was given. And played really well in the last game we saw him against Oklahoma State. Almost you know, he's kinda of has this keen knack for comebacks. I mean, one of his best 
his most memorable game in Miami history is a comeback versus Willie Taggart, where he brought him back down from three touchdowns. David, did you want to go ahead and chime in before I uh, kind of give my two cents? Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's not really much uh, that I really wanted to add besides the fact that, you know, I obviously really wanted, I was hoping that Jose Perry was going to go to FIU, but I kind of understand why he didn't because, you know, he obviously didn't want to go to the school that beat him. So he had to try to, you know, get revenge on us and he went to FAU. So I guess it's understandable. It's, uh, it, it, it sucks, but you know, I guess we're just going to have to beat him again. He didn't, he, did he, did he play that game? I believe he did. I, I'm legit asking. I, I don't think it's he all, did. I don't think all Jared Williams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I will go ahead and uh, or go ahead. Shane, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, Eric, I go ahead. I, I was going to say, you know, sorry to be the, uh, objective journalist here, but, uh, the game that Nikosi Perry actually played against FIU was a 31, 17 victory at hard rock stadium. Uh, <laughs> that he came from Malik Rozier through three touchdowns. Uh, sorry, David. Um, yeah, <laughs> Eric, let me go back to, let me, let me, you didn't even let me have my moment. All right. That was my one, my one thing to make me feel better, and now you ruined it, Eric. <laughs> if, if ever you played FIU tomorrow, what's the point spread? I said what thirty nine and a half. You know, I said, you know, the 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 band might get in versus FIU this year. You know, I, I think the tuba player can de- like at FIU can run for probably a fifty yards against FIU this year. I can't wait till the Coastie Pairs because bust. Oh my god, I can't wait. <laughs> I'll go and give an elevator pitch as far as my uh, <laughs> feelings on this. Um, absolutely, I think it's a it's a you know very solid pickup for the hur- the Hurricanes, dear God. I think it's a very solid pickup for the Owls in in terms of you know their quarterback room because, like Shane said, you know Michael Johnson Jr. or Javian Posey, Willie Taggart, a- any of those guys, you know, probably are guys you want to develop for a year or two. But Nikosi Perry comes in and, and, and brings not only a you know really talented player, but when you look at his numbers, they weren't that bad. The thing was just the consistency and Shane hit on it with the multiple offensive coordinators, but he threw 24 touchdowns, uh, 10 picks, just a shade under 2,500 yards passing and nine starts, 24 games as a hurricane. Do I think the point spread is 39? Quite what Shane said. No, obviously he's being hyperbolic. Uh, I'm not going to assign a point spread when we're five months out, six months out from the game, but I do think this, um, if we just want to on the surface compare quarterback rooms, I, I don't. I think you would have to give the obvious edge right now to FAU. Uh, Shane, um, where did you kind of want to? I've got you a question. What's up? Does this move make FAU the the probably the betting favorite for Conference USA East and Conference USA? Conference USA East, yes. I mean, I know people are going to be on the Marshall bandwagon. Grant Wells, uh, Brock Thompson. Uh, you know, listen, they have nice guys returning on offense, and I think. They're going to grow. I think Charles Huff, uh, Shane, you and I have talked about this off air and, you know, we can save this for months down the road while Doc Holliday, you know, I respect the hell out of Doc Holliday. I had a chance to talk to him two straight years of media days, Uh, honorable man, you know, West Virginia native, all that jazz. Uh, How much was Marshall hamstrung by Doc Holliday? Um, Who knows? I'll tell you this much. Charles Huff ain't planning on winning those games 17 to 10. They they plan on lighting up the scoreboard. But with that being said, I, I, I do think still, um, just look at, like well, you mentioned, have brought back the same OC then Tim Cramsey. Correct. Yes. They did bring back Tim Cramsey, but, but still, I mean, you know, Charles Huff. And, and I mean, I don't know if, if you meant that, you know, sarcastically or seriously, but Charles Huff it plans on, I mean, he's come out on the record and said he plans on playing a different style of football and, you know, uh, Grant trailer, the beat right up there in Huntington and said as much, but to answer your question, Shane, 
I, I just think FAU in terms sounds, of returning sounds production. Sounds like winning the press conference to me. No, it, I mean, that, that could be fair. That could be yeah, fair, I, but I just don't think they're going to play the same. St- uh, the Brendan Knox 35 carries, I, I, I don't think that's going to be the style it, of football. It sounds like they should have brought in a new OC. It's, re- it's just really hard to sell. We're going to be different football team. Sitting guys. Like it, it's, we can, again, we can have more conference USA talk on this. Right, and maybe even right. if one day Eric ever invites me on the underdog dynasty podcast, but well, well, <laughs> well, Shane, you're the guy who's, you know, making bleacher report, breaking Heinz ward news. So clearly <laughs> we need to go ahead and make that happen again. He's a, a trending uh, topic on Twitter. Uh, just, okay. Just to finish that answer. Yes. Shane, uh, I think FAU in terms of returning talent. I said this to you off here earlier today. I felt that they were a year ahead of, you know, where they probably should have been in terms of, you know, the guys and their growth. So yes, I, I do think they're a betting favorite in CUSA East. As far as the league, still, uh, I'm leaning UTSA if you held a gun to my head today, but Nikosi Perry certainly, you know, in, in my opinion, closes the gap. Um, Shane, did you want to take the uh, the Nikosi Perry as far as quarterback conversation anywhere else, or did you want to go ahead and jump into a couple of these questions we got on social media? Let's jump into the questions. All right, let's do it. So, uh, the first question we got here is from at Scotty Pippen on Twitter. Alzi uh, for Prez. Shane, this is coming your way. What are the top roster strengths and weaknesses? Shane's take on FAU and sad FIU fan, Handel's take on the team that hasn't won a Shula Bowl in 1,600 days. Uh, Shane, I'll let you go first. <laughs> uh, I, I think this question is a little bit more interesting, right? Uh, with all the kind of returning production FU has, it's really hard to look at quote unquote weaknesses. Uh, uh, the, your your strengths: linebacker loaded, uh, defensive line loaded, offensive line could be really loaded. Let's see how a couple of transfers work out, but there's a lot of potential there. Uh, Weaknesses is a little bit more interesting. Uh, I've said, I said right now today, uh, tight end is still unproven. They got the transfers, I hear Mitchell. Um, but you know, that, that still they're taking and get, you know, a division two guy. He's a senior put up huge video game, like numbers for a tight end, you know, last year, it's, it's a position they got nothing out of last year. So, I mean, if he provides 25 catches, it's, five times as much as what the Titans produced last year. Uh, you, running backs got to stay healthy for FAU. You know, that's always the question. I, you know, we, we could tell Larry McCam and Michael Davidson all day, but you know, they do no good, you know, missing half the season. And I think the receivers have a little bit to prove TJ chase is going to be really consistent I think he's going to have a good year. You know what to expect. There really needs to be a number two guy. LeJonte Wester will be great in the slot, kind of playing that quote-unquote Willie Wright role with the Jets and running the ball, but they really need a number two guy, kind of explosive. Uh, B.J. Alexander, you know, Brandon Robinson. What, someone has to kind of take over there. And last year it was just, None of them really became this consistent number two guy. So I would say that. Also, I'll add little, and there's a little bit of, there's some young guys there. Outside corner, once you get past uh, Romaine Mungin and Zion Gilbert, and as you saw at the end of last year when they were banged up, it's a little iffy. 
David, go ahead and jump in there, buddy. Um, FIU-wise, uh, I mean, biggest weakness, It's we kind of touched on it a bit last time, Eric. I mean, it's the fact that we still don't really know who the starting quarterback is. Um, and once again, our favorite topic on the pod, the run defense. Um, that those, I mean, those they haven't really changed. Uh, I don't see it changing until you know we get close to the season and we, you know, are told who is actually you know QB one. Um, so it, I just feel like we're in limbo. <laughs> I feel like this is this is never ending. Um, that's that's you know those are the positions and areas that FIU obviously needs to concentrate on this year. Um, and it, was it strengths and weaknesses? Uh, yeah, strengths and weaknesses, and then your take on on uh, the team that has not won a Shula Bowl in uh, about four years. Yeah, I mean, our, our strengths, um, our, our running game, um, our running backs, we have probably the you know the best, or if not one of the best, you know, running back units in conference USA. Um, we have a, a bunch of guys that honestly can probably start for most, if not all, teams uh, in, in conference USA. Um, and you know our DBs, we get a lot of those guys back, and it's kind of been our strength. No one really throws on us because they know they can run on us. So um, it's it's. What do I expect? Um, wow, uh, what do I expect? I mean, I, I'm hoping for an improvement. It, there's obviously, you know, there's nowhere really you can go after a winless season. Uh, you can't technically get worse. So uh, I'm expecting improvement. I'm hoping for improvement. And I expect us to make Nikosi Perry regret his decision. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just really quick, because I, I know I, I think I may have misspoke there. When, when I said about four years, I meant four seasons. Obviously, it's been uh, over four calendar years since FIU's beaten FAU. Uh, next question here. I think this one's coming my way. It's from at uh, FIUJM, John on Twitter. Um, have I talked to Coach Swayze about conditioning? About, is he about the condition of players? We're in a last fall compared to spring. That's be a huge difference. I'm sure all strength and conditioning coaches are happy somewhat to get a full season with players. Uh, I have not talked to Coach Swayze since middle last year. Um, but, I mean, I've talked to everyone, you know, within the program and can say that, you know, it's just light years of a difference. Of course, it's expected because, you know, of all the, the things as far as the players are there, right, versus not – uh, being at home. So, I mean, that's, I, I hope I'm, I'm not being too simple with the answer in terms of, you know, condition last fall versus to spring uh, compared to spring. So, I mean, even uh, here's the best way. I, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast. Uh, I may not even have written this. So I, I'll, you know, hopefully this is a tidbit. I honestly can't remember if I've written it or not, but um, you know, I was told from a member of the coaching staff that FIU only had, you know, a handful of padded practices before they, you know, took the the plane to go to Liberty. So, I mean, and just in terms of, condition and sheer football shape you, you, you know they're going to be better off now than they were then so that's the best way i can answer that question uh got a facebook question here the questions come in all uh all forms of social media from our guy alex shaw uh alex uh, as i said on facebook apologize for for the language last episode uh we'll do better this one but um david uh this will be you and i and then the last question is, is towards shane um, as far as offensive line, what to expect defensive line, you pretty much talk about the defensive line. So I'll opine there quarterbacks. You did that as well. So I'll give you offensive line and then I'll uh, opine on the defensive line and QBs. Uh, well, we, yeah, I mean, the offensive line, 
it's we're gonna be we're gonna be seeing a lot of new faces on the line. Um, I think we touched upon it. I don't know if it was last time or a couple weeks ago. Is that I I think it's what right now we have seven that are you know we believe that are gonna be in the rotation. We just don't know who we're gonna take up those extra spots. I don't know if you've heard of anything lately, Eric. Um, but I mean, offensive line is, has been a strength for the you know pretty much the entirety of Butch's tenure here. We've you know, continue to have a good run game. And when, you know, when Morgan was here, he was the least sacked quarterback. So I, I'm not too worried about the O-line. I think more of the questions obviously rely more on the D-line and just waiting to find out who else is going to fill into that that O-line rotation that FIU loves to do because it's it's usually, you know, more from 8 to 10, 10 guys that are getting snaps. Yeah, I'll quickly piggyback off what David said. So I think the tackles are going to be okay. I think you're going to see Dante Keys, North Carolina A&T transfer left tackle. You're going to see Lindell Hudson, who is a really solid CUSA player at right tackle right now. Um, the name that I, I've said to watch, I wrote this earlier this week, is Julius Pierce. Uh, he's was a project player coming out of Sanford Seminole, you know, came in at 6'5", 265 after playing a little bit of tight end in high school as well as O-line. Uh, from all accounts, he's really developed into a guy that they could see playing either tackle guard or center especially with Appy Maine, one of the best names in all college football, uh, coming in from Kansas. Uh, I, I think you, you got six or seven you can feel comfortable with, so I think the O-line's going to be fine. I'll try to hit on these two really quickly so I can uh, get Shane's question in here. Defensive line, will we be bottom three and see USA again? Well, I mean, listen, uh, Alexi Jean-Baptiste, talent-wise, we know what he can do, but he, you know, he's got to be healthy. Kevin Oliver uh, is a run-of-the-mill CUSA D-end. I mean, he's really – High motor guy, but, you know, I, I mean, as far as getting to the quarterback, the defensive line as a whole has really struggled. Uh, you know, they've been in the bottom third in CUSA in terms of sacks from the D-line. I'm, I'm not talking about sacks overall. You get those, you know, handful of sacks from the linebackers or, or corners or safeties. I mean, from sacks from the D-line, uh, you know, it's been Jean-Baptiste and Whitaker, um, and now Whitaker's not there. So it's a work in progress. Uh, Davon Strickland had a really good year last year. So I, I think there's reason to be hopeful about him. And then, you know, we'll see what can happen as far as maybe a Savion Collins, maybe, you know, you, you get a transfer to the defensive tackle. Maybe Jason Mercier can be healthy and progress QBs. Will we go another season with two QBs? Butch Davis has been on the record of saying that you may get a situation like 2018 where, you know, if one of the guys doesn't separate themselves that will play two, but he's been on the record of saying, you're not going to do three again this year. I mean, so I, I doubt we, we will see that. Unless and, and if that's the case again, then quite frankly, to be blunt, I'll be covering. A, <laughs> I'll be spending a lot of time talking to Butch Davis and Butch Davis alone post games. I probably won't be getting many players. <laughs> that's just a can sum that one up. Shane, final question for you. This one came in on Twitter. Um, uh, at Shane Marinelli or hold on, was it at Shane or I said oh, get sorry, it's a DM that came in on Twitter. Um, uh, in terms of dating questions, uh, top three dating spots in Broward County that you would take a date for. Uh, under $150. Shane, that's uh, I'll saw you. Under 150 Impossible. That's a, that, uh, that's a nice little twist to the question. It, it <laughs> yeah. was. It was. It, because I thought it was going to be top three day, and then they threw in the, the after 150 at the end. An FAU game? <laughs> like, no. Um. <laughs> all, right, all right, Shane. Uh, how, about, how about we negate the under 150 and just go top three so, day? So, so I did... D- dinner at like, you know, uh, you know, where did it, you know, dinner somewhere in Lottie, with, you know, followed by some drinks at the war for El Camino is that's completely out the picture at $13. Yeah, I got, I got one for you, Shane. Ready? Oh, okay. Flanagan's after 10 PM. 
Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, I get yeah, the, you the, you get the midnight meals. <laughs> yeah, Flanagan's on Davy Boulevard, just <laughs> across, across the street from uh, St. Thomas Aquinas. Uh, yeah, that one right there. Yeah, that's you hit it for under 150. Uh, really, though, if you're not, it, you could probably do anything on Las Olas. I, I, I know I go to is like go to Las Olas, a little dinner, a couple wine spots where you can get wine by the glass, and probably, and that actually ends up being a little cheaper than uh, you know uh, where I was this weekend. Like the, there's a new rooftop bar I went to this weekend. I was just like Jesus. Uh, and yeah, so you could, I've done that a couple of times at the wine bar. So that that's usually been a good spot. Uh, you know, uh, usually one bottle of wine under a hundred bucks and uh, it's a little charcuterie out, out. You could probably sneak away just under the 150 mark. Yeah. I mean, Shane, where was that spot that, that we, uh, uh quarter deck quarter deck was a spot that Shane had before the, uh, the Panthers game. I, I went back there with, with my sister who lives in, uh, and what's that? I guess that's sunrise right by the BB&T center and just her and I drinking and some food was a hundred bucks. So yeah, I don't know about that. Under, or, what's up, David? No, I was going to say, Eric, do you, do you mean the playoff clinch Florida Panthers? Yes. I dude, you stole my word. Speaking of sunrise, uh, and, uh, Alex Shaw, I'm giving you a warning here on a curse. Can we save this shit for the playoffs, please? Uh, it, it, the, the final two games for home ice, which FE, so I mean, which the uh, cats will. I'm thinking FE, I mean, uh, of cat, like so many great teams I root for. I can't even keep track of them all. Uh, the, the the cats in four, right? Cats in four, but we want the cup. Yeah, cats in four. I, I, I don't even know if I, you know, want home ice because I was, I, I was able to nail down. No one goes to Panther games, day. that's why. So, uh, I, you know, I, I want to be able to see the clincher in game four, you know, when they're just draining empty netters on Tampa. <laughs> so, uh, in conclusion, Eric's going to block me on Twitter, probably within the next <laughs> sometime during that series. Here's, here's the thing, Shane, unfortunately we've become friends over the past two and a half years. Anytime oh, I blocked you on Twitter, it would have been that first year when I didn't know you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, I'm racking up. I'm getting like uh playoff, like cocky heat fan annoying. So yeah, but I've, I've come to like, <laughs> yeah, I've come to understand that. Um, Ethan Skolnick, uh, you know, our, our fearless leader, if you're listening to this, can you please license ACDC Thunderstruck? Because I'm opening the episode <laughs> when the lightning beat the Panthers with the lightning goal song that is ACDC Thunderstruck. So, uh, I'm going to ask politely if you could uh, license that. Uh, uh, I can understand that request is denied because it's probably more than the entire budget of five reason sports. But uh, if you can, uh, it's going to be well needed because I'm not playing that dumbass Jimmy world. All right, uh, David. <laughs> um, Eric, would you like- wake up in the middle of the night and see rats? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> David, would you like to tell the story? I, I may have, I, I teased it a little bit um, in the tweet. Um, you, sir, uh, I'm not going to say there's not an official ban. I don't want to. Uh, um, well, I mean, if it's, not, if it's not an official ban, it, it might be after I tell the story. <laughs> yeah, it's not an official ban. I don't want to misrepresent the, the folks there. And and we and in the effort of full disclosure ahead of time, David, we will not use any specific names 
of the folks there in communications um, there at FIU. But um, yeah, I'll tell, uh, I'll, I'll tell a story. It's, it's a it's a it's a fun one. This is so basically, it all started when we first you know started this podcast, which is coming up. Is it going to be two or three years now? We might be coming up in year three for this podcast. Sure, it is. It is year three. Tulane 2019. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It was twenty. It was. It was the Tulane game. It was our first. You know, our first season doing the pod, and um, you know, I went to New Orleans. Um, I went to, to the Tulane game, and we obviously tailgated very, very hard. It was. It was a very good time. Anyway, so I had made. A, I had put on the 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 Bowl Twitter that I would be posting live reactions throughout the game each quarter i would do a little update so anywho um i go i i you know the game is obviously going as terribly as it went um we were coming off our best season under butch you know high expectations and then we proceed to get blown out by tulane and you know i'm i'm obviously extremely frustrated i'm extremely angry i'm extremely emotional and uh, you know, I've had a little. I've I had a little bit to drink, and uh, so whatever. So I'm posting videos on the Twitter, and one of one of the videos that it was the third quarter video, and I'm on the field at this point. Whatever, I wanted a little rant. That rant, you know, proceeds to have over like eleven thousand views on Twitter, which was complete was a complete shock. All right. I did not. <laughs> I don't know why the Five Reasons Sports, you know, made made account retweeted it too. It, it was a mess. So that was one of the issues. The other one was that I'm trying to leave the stadium after the game. I'm meeting up with some of the friends that I came up with. Um, and my girlfriend, we're going to go to a bar as Eric and, and, uh, and David are going to go to the post-game presser for Butch. And I'm walking out. I have my media pass that I had, had gotten to get onto the field. And this lady guides me. Uh, she's like, oh, no, sir, you, you go this way. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to leave. And she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah you exit this way. I find myself in the Butch Davis presser, and uh, I'm there. I'm with I'm with, I'm with Eric, uh, and I, I, you know, I'm obviously I'm not there to talk to anybody. I I am like just trying to get out of the stadium, um, and you know, I I obviously didn't have any. You know, Eric has his phone recording. Uh, so does David. I'm just there, standing there, like smelling like beer in this press conference after Butch just got his ass handed to him by Tulane it was just a whole mess you know it was just it was just a a moment that that I think they realized like is this kid even in media and the question is no I'm not in media technically I maybe I am but um but yeah that's that's the story of why I why only Eric is allowed nice things at FIU and I'm not David, really quick, I want to fill in a couple gaps here. Oh, one, thing that, I miss. <laughs> one, one thing that that you, is so funny about the story you forgot to mention, you and I never met each other until that Yeah, night. that was our first day. <laughs> <laughs> Eric probably yeah. thought I was crazy. <laughs> so I want to paint this picture for you, right? It's been one of the longest like days of me covering a game. Uh, backstory, I had issues even getting into Yulman Stadium because for some reason – the Tulane folks sent my press credential to FIU um, team hotel. So I get to the stadium and they're like, uh, it's at the hotel. I'm like, why would it be there? I don't work for FIU. So I had an issue getting into the stadium. And so it was, it's a very long day. Um, the last, as I tend to do, if the game's a blowout, the last you know quarter or so or half a quarter, I'll go on the field and watch from the field. Cause I, I nothing more for me to write, you know, and uh, I'm there. And uh, all of a sudden, I, I see like you know, David is like saying, "Hey, you know," like um, on Twitter, he's like, 
are you on the field? I'm like, yeah. And he's like, hang on, I'm coming down. And I look, and he comes down to the front front row and David's, Shane, David is blitzed. As blitzed as you said you were at your graduation, he's like, hang on, man, I'll come down to the field. I'm like, how the hell is he getting down to the field? Sure enough, he has a, 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 a field pass. And then, okay, so, um, you know, I'm walking down to, and to kind of set the scene, like where the locker room is, is kind of directly behind the stadium, adjacent to the baseball field. So I'm there with Drucker and Bush Davis does not want to come out for, you know, post game. I mean, it, it had been, he was taking his, his time, you know, kind of gathering his thoughts. And then right before, you know, they say, Hey, all right, you know, we got him in about five minutes. I just see David come. He's like, what's going on boys. I'm like, what the hell are you doing here? He's like, man, I'm just trying to find my way out of the stadium. I'm like, sure as hell isn't here, which technically David, if you had just made like a right, you would have ended up out of the stadium, but I don't know why they took you that direction. But David, you, you can, uh, you can attest to this. The look on Butch Davis's face and just the looks of all the people outside the locker room. I, that was despair, was it not? It, I mean, I've never, I've never seen such sadness and, and anger in my life. <laughs> and, and that was one of those things I remember, you know, James Morgan came out and was just, you know, dejected. Sage was dejected, as you would expect. I mean, all the coaches were dejected. But Butch Davis, I, you know, it, it just is like, it's one of those things where when you get blown out, coaches aren't, you know. And in the best of moods, but yeah, David reeked of alcohol and uh, Shane. It was, <laughs> it, it was eventful. It was what you would expect, like if you'd been tailgating all day and just showed up at a presser and was like, "I'm here." Yeah, it's like it's like you know, if 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 you weren't in media and you were just a college student who stumbled into the presser, that that was me. <laughs> that was essentially. I, 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 always, I always like to think of these things, and this isn't a shot, but sometimes in the world of G five college football. And some, you know, we think it's college. It's big. It's poor. They these teams have multi-million dollar budgets. But sometimes when you're really close to it, Eric and I could probably attest to this. It's a little bit more, uh, you know, uh, not official. And is I guess it's probably the lightest I can make it, as you think, (laughs) as you think it is. Shane, you are one thousand percent correct uh, <laughs> at, at you know at the G five level, especially in, at certain you know certain you know conferences and certain games. Yeah, you might think you see it on TV and things on ESPN and all that. Uh, it can be rather casual in certain settings. And that's just yeah. the nature of the game. Uh, I'm going to quickly tell this story. I, I you know I, I and tease a travel story. And uh, Shane, I know you've taken a liking to these guys. Section one twelve. Um, I, I hope I'm not betraying your trust and, you know, I'm going to close the pot after this story, but I hope I'm not betraying your trust when I say that you've said off air that you kind of wish those guys were FAU fans because you think they're such cool guys. Uh, am, am I, am I betraying your trust and divulging that on the air? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that, that's fine. They, they should come over. We, you know, <laughs> you're just switching one letter. <laughs> so, uh, David, <clears throat> At Chia Panther, the legend himself, he is one of the most passionate FIU fans that I can think of. I mean, David, you know, your dad is certainly right up there. But Chia Panther, I mean, that guy comments on every single thing. Twitter, uh, every forum that FIU can can comment on, uh, Chia is there to comment. And Danny Dennis, uh, you know, uh, a new new father. So congrats to him. I'll get that on the air. Uh, David, I don't know if I've told you the story. I don't know if I've told Shane the story either. But, you know, um, the Montgomery Bowl. Um, I, I'd get up there, you know, a day and a half early prior to the game. So uh, I'm up there and, you know, it's not much to do. And, uh, I said, the Montgomery Bowl, the Camellia Bowl 
in Montgomery. It's not much to do up there. So I head up to the FIU team hotel because David Drucker's up there. And he's like, hey, man, let's grab a drink really quick. And sure enough, all the super fans are there staying at the FIU team hotel. So I run into uh, uh, Danny Dennis and Chia and his kids. And they're all like, hey, man, we're going to you know grab a couple of drinks at the, uh, the official meetup spot, David, of the uh, <laughs> Arkansas State. It was that, sorry, it was the FIU quote unquote meetup spot, which as you can imagine, an FIU meetup spot in Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, that went about as the way you would imagine it, right? So um, it's myself, Chia, Danny, David Drucker. Get to the spot out there, and this is where things go left. Guys, uh, if I'm lying, I'm flying. I swear to you, I am not making this up. There were two Arkansas State fans when there was one, both women. One, I shit you not was a Gabrielle Union lookalike. This girl was fine, all right? And she's there in her Arkansas State gear. And of course, she wants to get into a debate with Chia and Danny. Now, both of those guys, you know, they're gainfully employed, so I don't want to, um, you know, be too explicit, but, you know, they, they enjoyed a couple beverages, right? And uh, Chia, all he's doing is just arguing with these girls, whereas I am trying to, you know, maneuver my way into talking to one of them. And I had no wingman. Like, I, I would have been better off with Shane than I would have been with uh, David Drucker. Because, you know, no disrespect to Drucker, but David Drucker trying to talk some black girls wasn't going to happen. Sorry. I mean, it just, it just wasn't, just, just wasn't going to happen. I've, I shouted much better off with Shane. Um, so, so we're there, and I'm, I'm trying to move my way in. And uh, every single time that, like, I see an opening, it's just Chia and mainly Chia. I'm not even going to throw Danny under the bus. It was Chia. Just saying, oh, we're better. We're going to kick Arkansas State's ass, this, that, and the other. I'm like, Chia, can you just call me up for two seconds so I can just kind of work here? Sure enough, I have on a UCF jacket. So she notices this and she says, are you with them? I'm like, I'm with them, but I'm not like, I don't, I'm not FIU. I just cover the team. She's like, oh, UCF? We kicked y'all's ass two years ago in the Cure Bowl. Okay, bang. So now I'm automatically out. She has kind of negated any chance I had of talking to them. Then she sees the jacket. I'm like, all right, all right, let's, let's keep it moving. We get to the next spot. As you can imagine, we get thrown out of an establishment in Montgomery because, again, you know, we were, uh, um, let's just say it was later on in the night and, and we, we'd been enjoying the night maybe a little too much. But I didn't feel as bad because come to know, come to find out, uh, some other people from FIU got thrown out right behind us. So uh, my reason for telling this story is Chia has said on Twitter that Montgomery was a blur and he didn't remember. There you go, sir. I have now filled in some of the details for you. I'm sure you remember the game, but uh, yeah, that was an interesting bowl story. Uh, definitely got a few other travel stories. Maybe not quite a, as eventful as involving FIU fans, but uh, that's the best one I've got. Uh, David, do uh, you have any experience with those guys? I mean, you, you can, yeah, no, hold on. You were there. You were there with them at the spring game. I mean, uh, how would you describe that, uh, that, um, uh, that, that crew? Oh yeah, those those guys those guys are my favorite. They're they're you know obviously as passionate of a fan base as you can get. It's it, it makes being an FIU fan fun because like our crew is like like we're you know obviously the diehards I consider is obviously you know me my dad um, you know they're the four horsemen uh, and the section one twelve guys and there's and you know just the guys who I don't know exactly how many people are exactly established as one twelve. But there's other guys that obviously you know sit in that section too. I'll, just that crew, it's always a rowdy good time, and you know I will go toe to toe with anybody that this crew 
is, you know, all like all of our crew is one of the most passionate fan bases in all of college football. We're not the biggest, but we are one of the most, if not the most passionate fan base. I swear to God, these guys, whatever, what we've gone through in our short history, um, it's just, it's just been real. It's, it's, it's all, it's, you know, there's never a dull moment is what I, what I would say. It's, it's, it's honestly a good time. Even when, even when the, the, the like last season, when we were zero and five, it's just, Every time, uh, you know, I get together with those guys, it's always a good time. I have to agree with David, you know, maybe not the biggest, but definitely a damn passionate fan base. I I will give FIU fans that. And with that, um, I'm going to go ahead and close this one up. I'll save the story of me uh, driving the wrong way down to Montgomery Road, trying to find Waffle House at 1 a.m. for the next podcast. Uh, You can find Shane on Twitter, breaking news being a trending topic. That he is, uh, all jokes aside, no, Shane's doing a hell of a job covering FAU. And, uh, you know, I, I remember when he he called me a few years back, uh, I, I was on, a, you know, the road in Jacksonville. And he's talking about how he, he could change the game with FAU coverage as far as recruiting. He's done just that. So, um, you know, there's my uh, kudos to Shane. You can find him on Twitter at Marinelli Shane. You can find David on Twitter at Mr. Handel 321 You can find me on Twitter at Eric C. Henry underscore. Thank you for listening. Um, Can't say happy football watching because we are in the summer, but we'll try to keep the content coming and uh, we will talk to you soon. Good night, everyone.